Now presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment Hello everyone, this is Alicia, Eric's mommy And we are so glad to have Michelle Gray As the co-host And and of course we have Eric Hi mom, love you, hi everybody Love you more. So, um, yeah, what was I going to say? It just, it, it, it slipped out immediately. Oh, yeah, no, Michelle Gray, healer, channel, thehealing, h-art.com. So, you guys, it's going to be, when this becomes a YouTube, you'll see it in the description box, of course. And you, you guys probably already know it. All right, we are going to talk about guilt, regret, and remorse. When we hold on to guilt, regret, and remorse, we can block our own healing. And, and you know, because there's a lot of self-loathing underlying these kind of things. And I'm telling you, self-loathing creates trapped emotions. And, and, and just that, that self-loathing can actually create disease or at least impede the healing from diseases or any kind mm-hmm. of disorders, really. So Eric is going to be and trying to help us how to uh, assuage our guilt feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric, I'll give, um, you the, I'll give you the floor, I guess. He says, he says, thanks, Mom, and he's ready to talk. He, he was sharing with me yesterday when we were talking about this subject, and he was sharing with me yesterday. He said that, um, he goes, Michelle, did you know that guilt and the feelings of regret, but specifically guilt, is the same vibration as anger? And that actually guilt in our body, we hold guilt in the solar plexus area in the stomach, but it's connected to the frontal area of our head, the top of our brain. Oh, my God. And so he said, said, you know, guilt is something that it's like a, um, he says it can can snowball. It can snowball into... um, bigger, heavier negativity. He says, think of it as guilt can lead to shame and he yeah. compounds negativity. And, and he says, and that, that blocks us. And the thing is, is that when we suppress it, he says, oftentimes why we suppress guilt or why we hold it in is he says that, you know, our brain, or it tricks our brain when we hold on to guilt. Like, let's say we've done something to hurt somebody right. or, there's something that, that we feel responsible for that maybe we're not talking about or admitting to, or maybe it has been and we're just holding on to it because we're just, we can't let go of it. Eric says, well, there's a trick that we do to our brain to give us the sensation that we're doing something about an event or a situation that maybe we feel we don't have control over or that we can't like do anything what? about. Like what? So, I mean, I think well, a lot like, of people don't want to feel the guilt. I mean, they, they bury it because it's it's uncomfortable to feel it. Well, you know, it, it, it is. It's very uncomfortable to see yourself in, in not so good a light. It, it is. And Eric says, well, think about worry. Think about it the same way as worry. He goes, yeah. when we feel guilt, it's like putting ourselves on the hook. So when yep. we feel guilt for something, it's like I'm going to continue to feel guilty. I'm going to keep hurting myself because it feels better, not that it really does. He says mm-hmm. it's just a trick of the brain to feel like we're doing something, but something uh-huh. out of our control. 
It feels right. better if I hold myself up on the hook. If I keep myself on the hook, then I'm punishing myself because Ooh. I don't feel that I deserve this. I don't feel that mm-hmm. I deserve better. So he says, and that's subconscious, guys. It's not something that, you know, we're not walking around and not that we can't, but we're not usually walking around and saying that to ourselves. It's right, it's buried. Within us, within yeah. the subconscious, it's buried. But yeah. he said that um, what it does, though, when we hold on to it, we it, it blocks um, flow of abundance, he says. Uh, like oh, the flow yeah. of abundance of love and opportunity. It blocks mm. our wealth, just like anger, because that's negativity. And he says, just like Mom said, it creates illness in the body. He says um, it also... Um, it like it, it changes our cells. So when we hold it in long enough, like anything, it starts to change our cells. It starts to create um, stress, uh, build up in our uh, immune system. It weakens oh, yeah. our immune system. And he says, and it, it does affect the brain. And it changes what the way? patterns in the brain. In he what says way? The pathways. The pathways. Oh, really? The neural pathways? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why does it? What? What are the teleological reasons for that? Why do we? Why does guilt have to do that? Is it a self-preservation mechanism, or just it's just the way it works? Just it's harmful. Well, he says it, it's the way it works, but he says it's like the buildup of stress. It's like when we get into that habit, it's like yeah. it's, it's almost like addiction. Oh. So think of it like addiction. So mm. we, we can be addicted to negativity. It starts to release in our system. It's like it releases a stress hormone in the system. So when we hold on to guilt, we get so used to it that we almost start to forget that it's even happening or that it's even there. So he says it's, and it's a, he called it a creeper. He's like, guilt is something that can creep up slowly. Mm. And then all of a sudden start to slam you with negativity and stress and all kinds of things. And he goes, a lot of people, have buried that for so many years. And he goes, and it could be multiple things. It could be back from childhood. It could be, yeah. you know, a, a variety of different reasons why it's there. But when it's held on to, it starts to show up in different ways in our life and in our body. He goes, not to mention, what it also does is it signals energetically, it signals to others, and it signals ah. to the universe that I'm, I'm in lack um, I'm blocked. Don't I'm full of negativity, so I, I can't hold on to anything positive. He says it's a real blocker and a buildup. So oh, he says that it, it, and it really is because he goes like worrying guys. Guilt does not serve any real purpose to hold on to it, but he goes, does it serve a purpose? So yeah. it's not like it's you can just sit there and emotions. say. All they do. They all serve a purpose. Yes, right. For us to learn something. Yeah. So, what is the purpose and, of guilt? So, okay. So he says, guys. He goes, if you're sitting here right now thinking, oh yeah, I'm holding on to guilt, then he goes, listen to this. Guilt is signaling to you that you're ready for change. Ooh. Guilt is signaling to you that there's something that you're holding on to that doesn't fit with you. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Guilt yeah. is also telling you that you have the ability to change because if you feel it he says it's giving you the opportunity to be honest with yourself 
He says, can you be honest with yourself? And he says, and that's the first step. Accept it. Accept, okay, I, I, I feel this. Something happened. And he mm. goes, and, and don't judge what's happened. He says, no. the acceptance is number one. He goes, and number two is be honest with yourself with compassion, with absolute compassion. Right. He says, the next thing to do is he says, is, and you have to be honest with yourself. He's just adding, you really have to, because to be able to dig deep into this, you really need to be honest with yourself. And he says, so what do you do with that then? So what do you do with this guilt? Yeah. He goes, the biggest thing is talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about it to somebody else. Talk about it to yourself. Write about it. Go on to an anonymous website. And it wasn't Ooh, with you, I like that. That, with it, somebody was telling us, I, I think, feel like I was with you. It could be somebody else that they were talking about, um, how they have those, like, phone booths or whatever that you go and you tell your secrets to. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that. Didn't. Right, that was that somebody was talking to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so cool. So you can talk Eric to an anonymous person. Anonymous person. And, and yeah. cause what Eric is showing me is they have these different websites. We can go in with a different name, and you can talk about different things. Yeah. And just talk to people that have been through similar things to you. So if you don't feel comfortable saying who you are, or if you don't have somebody that you feel that you can talk to or that's in your life, right now that you can share something with, then use some of these different avenues. But he says, so you can also visualize what what are the experiences, what are the things that are holding you back. So like guilt is usually um, looking for forgiveness for yourself. Um, Is it a behavior that you need to change, a habit that you need to change? Is it something that's hurting you, like something that that you hurt yourself or you hurt somebody else. So he also says, if you need help, if it's something that you feel is bigger than you, he goes, remember that you don't need to sit down and do this all alone. If it's something that is too big and too heavy, reach out to somebody to get help. Right. Even if it's a mental health care provider, because... They they know how Absolutely. to be non-judgmental people. I mean, they they're trained to help us That's walk right. through some of our darkest force. So That's absolutely, right. yeah. And, and Eric says, and and the darkness is needed so that we can understand the light, because he says, guys, he goes, mistakes are are not bad. It, it errors are how we learn. Yeah, he says it's how stones, we do our best stones. growth. Right, stepping stones yeah, exactly. to success, absolutely. Exactly. But we've been trained so we also, to see it as a, mm-hmm. all these flaws, unfortunately. But go ahead. Well, and he says, it, it, let's not forget, Mom, he goes, it's it's part of the human experience. Oh, yeah. He goes, like, like our our ability to be able to persevere and keep going and try again is one of the best things about us as human beings. Oh, it's yeah. something that we are able to do. We can keep rebuilding. We can keep going back at it. So he says, so remember that. He goes, you're a human being, and a mistake is part of your way through. He goes, think of all the people that you see that maybe you're looking at on TV or maybe you're looking at in social media, and you're looking at their so-called perfect lives and how you might perceive everything is for them. And he goes, do you know how many mistakes 
each person has done in their life to get them maybe to the point that they are. He goes, but not everybody shares all of that. But he says, but it is part of the human experience. So be okay with that. Accept that. But he says, next you want to do a little um, self-investigation because he says, ask yourself, you know, if it's something that you could do differently with visualization. Can you see yourself doing it differently? Now, here's also the beauty about us being multidimensional is we can sit back and whether we write this or we bring ourselves back in visualization to a time in our life where we experience something, we can then shift the energy around it. Yeah. So we maybe can't make it make a, an absolute change in what has happened, but we can change the energy around it by walking through it, visualizing it, speaking to somebody energetically that maybe we can't right now or speaking to somebody in spirit. Um, But he says, is there anything that you could have done differently? And then he says, if there's someone you can reach out to, to apologize. And he goes, and don't forget yourself. Do you need to apologize to yourself? Do you need to say self, self, you know what? I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you before, but I'm going to be there for you now. And he says, and I'm never going to let you go, and I'm going to walk with you and make sure that you're never alone again, and it's okay. We're in this together. So is it self-talk that needs to be done? Is it an apology? The other thing, too, is Eric says, one thing that's really great for to work out guilt and and really to work out a lot of emotions, he says, Mm -hmm. is abstract art. Oh. He says, get, get yourself some dollar store paints or whatever you have lying around the house. Get yourself some plastic, lie it down, a big old canvas or a sheet of paper, or whatever you have, and just start spilling the paint. Oh, just my God. That, that Hunter Biden got a lot of guilt then. <laughs> He's got a lot of artwork in him. Yeah, everybody makes fun of his art, but I actually think it's pretty. So, yeah, it's so colorful. Yeah. But yeah, but it's creative creativity. Creativity is a a great way to be able to express those emotions. But he said the other thing too is he says don't discount the power of affirmations as well. Mm. So using the affirmations, because he said, guys, he says your your guilt and what you feel is not going to go away overnight. He says, you know, like a lot of these things have been built up over time when you're releasing them. So make sure you have those expectations of hope, like to know that it's going to change, but you want to be with yourself step by step and and do these things to help work through it because it will release itself. You will be able to accept more healing. You will bring more abundance in your life if you're heading in the direction of taking yourself off the hook. If you're heading in the direction of with that understanding that you're doing your best. So, Things that you could say are like um, there's no mistakes, there's only Mm. learning, or I always learn from my mistakes, or um, I have the power to change me. Like there's many different things that you can say that you can affirm to yourself and train your mind to be able to change those pathways. When those negative thoughts come up, he goes, you can replace them with your, your choice with what you choose, what you prefer. And when you continue to do that, you continue to build a momentum 
along with everything else, he says, you will be able to release it. Right. And, you know, when your guilt involves a transgression against another person, um, Mm -hmm. then you'd be surprised when you approach that person face-to-face and ask for forgiveness, atonement, that they can actually make you feel better. Oh, I understood what your intentions were good. You know, et cetera, talking it out and, and having them forgive you so that you can more easily forgive yourself. So communication with uh, the one you've done something wrong to. But, but, you know, also a lot of times we have contracts with, sort of contracts with the person where we wronged in order for them to learn Mm -hmm. lessons. You have to be able to give yourself Mm -hmm. that laterality, that ability to forgive yourself for something you contracted to do. Like maybe you you betrayed somebody because, you decided to do that before your incarnation together so that um, that person can learn the lessons of forgiveness. So, you know, there there are many ways to let yourself off the hook that is rational and kind. Yes. Yes. With lots of kindness and compassion. And he says there's a lot of us listening right now that are going through some, some pretty major transformations. Yeah. in their life and a changing of beliefs. And um, he says there's a lot happening. So uh, he says there's a lot of folks that are that are really needing to hear this tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's the most common thing people feel guilty about? Uh, uh, hurting somebody's feelings, um, an addiction that kind of messes up, makes the family dysfunctional? What do you, uh, I'd like to kind of talk through one of these, um, given what he you've says, already talked about. He says one of the most common is parents, parental guilt, parents oh, with children. Mm. Um, he says in a variety of ways. Um, oh, yeah. it, it, many parents feel guilt if they feel they've failed their child in some way. Yeah. Um, it, it, when he says a lot of us have been raised with ourselves being an extension of our parents. Yes. Just, the way it's generationally been done. You know, our parents wanted us to do something because it's what they felt was right for us. And if there was a a failure, um, he says, a mistake or something had happened to the child, the parents feel responsible. Oh, God, he says, um, learning, he goes, "Our, our, our kids are here to learn and it, it can be very challenging, as I know, as I know you know, Lisa, it, to watch oh, yeah. our kids make mistakes. Yeah. And especially when we feel deep down inside, you know, I did this. Like I myself, when I, when I talk about this, what comes up for me is something I had to work through, which was when I had my addiction. And yeah. I never thought I would have an addiction to hurt anybody, but it happened. And yeah. my kids were little. And I look back at that because that created a lot of um, hard times for them that they have memories that, you know, years later, it, it hurts to hear some of those things oh, and yeah. to know that they had to go through that. And so as a parent, you know, I had to work through a lot of guilt to forgive myself for the choices that I made and to forgive myself for what I, I couldn't do at the time. Well, how did and you do that? There's, it was, it, it's, how did I forgive myself? On, on doctors to give people pain medication, and they accidentally mm-hmm. become 
um, addicted to it. So maybe you were kind of hard on yourself, but tell me how you got through that. Well, and I think I was, like many of us are, probably harder on myself than than uh, maybe I should have been. Um, yeah. But the first thing for me was when it finally hit me was when I was having my awakening, and it was after going through cancer. And it was the realization that, oh, my God, my kids have lived their entire childhood watching me sick and dying. Oh, gosh. And having that realization and then realizing that some of that was my fault because, yes, the doctor gave me all those prescribed pills and everything, but once it got to the point of addiction, I was in so deep, I didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah, and it was that's a very hard thing so to do. Common. So and, you know, I, I place some of the blame on physicians and other healthcare providers for this. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very, very hard. I know I'm not alone in that. It was a, no, um, no. one of the hardest times of my life. And But to, to get through it was steps. And, and I mean steps uh, through my own healing process of when things would come up and generally my kids would be my mirror when that guilt would arise. So Eric says this is an example of when the guilt comes up, it's it's an alarm bell. So there's something there that needs to be worked on. So, you know, my kids would talk about something and they'd maybe explain like, um, as an example, one of my daughters, um, she wanted, how do I explain this? When the kids, the kids were real small, the girls were real uh-huh. small before Marcus, and so I would constantly go into withdrawal because I would run out of my pills. Oh, yeah. I'd run out of the opiates, so I'd be in withdrawal for almost two days before I'd get oh. a refill again. Right. So my That's kids miserable. were used to this. It's awful. They were used to this state of me being so sick I couldn't get out of bed, but I'd be able to tell them, okay, by this time on Friday, I'll be okay, and I'll take you yeah. to Toys R Us, and I'll buy you each such and such a toy, this Barbie doll or whatever it is. So for them at their age, that was like the best thing ever. But what (laughs) happened was my one daughter, she got used to having instant gratification. Oh, yeah. She got used to the idea of being bought something to make herself feel better. Oh, yeah. And she had a lot of separation anxiety with me, and it started to really come out after I'd finished my cancer treatment. She had a lot of emotional baggage and pain and whatnot from this whole episode. So when that would come forward to me in a different way, my, when my daughter would ask for something or they would talk to me about how they felt when they were little or tell me things that I didn't remember, right. I didn't realize, or tell me at Christmas dinner how I fell asleep with my face flat in a pie oh. in oh. front of the whole family. You know, and and these are the things my kids would remember. Well, it would have, you know, I'd have to take that moment. And what I did was I faced it. So I faced it as honest as I could be. And I faced it by telling my kids, you know, yes, this is what happened. This is, this is what, what was coming. Like, this is how I felt. This is what I went through. And I'm sorry that you experienced that. I'm sorry right. that you had to walk, but I also showed them and have been able to continue to show them what we can do, how we can get through it, and getting through it sometimes means. What's that? No, go ahead. 
I was going to say getting through it sometimes would mean um, being in meditation. Sometimes it would mean a lot of writing for me. Um, yeah. Eric was a very big help to help me get through a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, wow. you know, we all have our, our things, and guilt is something that sometimes, like, a, a lot of things I didn't even realize would come up, and they come up as teenagers now. Yeah. And so we can really only face things as they come up. So when those feelings come up and when they feel like, oh, that doesn't feel good, there, there's a reason for it, and it doesn't feel good because it's not truly us. You know, yes, we may have made mistakes and, and yes, you know, things happen that hurt people and that, but that's not really who we are. And when we can acknowledge that the things that have happened to us, even the choices that we've made are not truly us and we can be honest with it. We can apologize. We can, Eric says, learn from it. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, your daughter, you know, maybe these were valuable lessons that she signed up for too, right? Yeah. About the I truly believe that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess my main guilt with uh, with Eric, of course, every mother has guilt, but I think it's <laughs> because I believed in logical consequences as a mother, lovingly giving, you know, firm logical consequences so that they can <laughs> learn. But and so I did give Eric some of those. Uh, but you know, in in when I look backwards. He was disabled. I, I should have mm-hmm. cut it. Like I wouldn't. I didn't yell or anything like that. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. you, know, you brought this drug into the house. We've got little ones here. You're gonna have to go to your friend's house and stay there for a while, or, or something like that. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And but but you know, it was his bipolar disease talking. You know. Yeah. And you know, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. hard choices. You know. Yeah, very, very hard. And and Eric says, you know, Mom, he says, like, a lot of these things are, we have these events come up, and we don't have practice with them. No. We don't have, like, we make mistakes because we don't have all the knowledge with us. But that's right. the whole point of being here. Yeah, that's that true. It really and truly is. So he's like, it it's really is okay. And he says the other thing, too, um, just as we were talking there, Lisa, says, he says um, that there was a point when we were talking about, you know, being too hard on ourselves. And he says a lot of us are far harder on ourselves than actually what it is that we're holding that guilt over. Yeah. And we can make it much harder on ourselves. So he is that says more be, be compassionate. Women, especially mothers? Is, is it harder for yeah. women, especially mothers? He says that um, women and mothers do have a harder time, and he says that we tend to hold an expectation for ourselves. Um, now, he says n- not all, though. He says parents in general, because it does really depend on the circumstance. But oh, if, yeah. we were to do a, if we were to do a poll, we would find, he says, that it would be mostly mothers. Right. But not exclusively, yeah. obviously. Not exclusively, no. So why is that? Is it because the, the umbilical cord stretches and stretches, but it never separates? In, in all reality? Well, he's, or... bringing, he's bringing up, a, he's saying something that one of my friends always says. He's saying it to me. He's like, a mother is born guilty. Yes. Or a mother has their child, they're guilty. 
they feel guilty as the child comes out. And wow. um, he says it's a, it's a belief, too. It's the amount of pressure over generations that we've accepted as well. Yeah. The pressure of shouldering everything, of fixing everything, of being that staple of holding the home together. Exactly. And when we feel like we've not been able to do it all, because he says, remember, there was a time when a lot of households was like, we have the 2.5 children and one parent stays home, one parent works. He goes, well, right. things changed and it became oh, yeah. two, two parents working and a, a very different life. And he goes, but yet the generation of the mother still took on a bulk of the responsibility. Exactly. Along with her. So it's a very societal thing. Yes, it's, it's very often the, the fact that the mother is kind of the glue of the family. Kiss mm-hmm. and blow them up, boo-boos, band-aids, take care of the husband, honey, do you want to drink now, et cetera. Can I give you anything? You know, it, yes. it's, um, it's, it is societal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. when something goes wrong, like we, we mothers, at least in my case, I came from such a horrible childhood that it was my dream to give my children a fairy tale childhood. Well, mm-hmm. you know, with two kids that, you know, had some sort of problems, it didn't work mm-hmm. out that way. It's just really mm-hmm. it's very difficult. But I was told by uh, one a psychic medium that your kids chose you, your fan, you and your husband, because mm-hmm. they knew that that would be an environment for them to heal uh, from their horrible past lives in a way that's filled with love. And, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. I got a lot right here yeah. from that. Two kids. Woo! <laughs> Man. But they're both doing great now. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of them being Eric. So. That's right. That's right. So what kind of diseases, if you don't work through your guilt in the way, Eric, that you're describing, what kind of diseases can pop up? What are the more common ones? Um, actually, and I was kind of surprised to hear this, but um, Eric says that uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, that that, that is one yeah. connection to guilt. Well, he says because it can create a split. So it has, oh. it has something to do with the, the the brain pathways, like creating a split. So he says now this would depend on, um, he says it's also there's some, um, he says guilt and resentment. So mm-hmm. he's saying it depends on what some of the past life energy is yeah. and also what the circumstance is in the, in the family. He says mm-hmm. um, usually generational. There's some generation, oh, um, like uh, of like maybe arguing over money and things like that that can affect the brain. Um, what else? Uh, he says like anxiety disorders. Oh, um, anything to do with the nervous system, um, the kidneys, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, ki- kidney disease. Wow. Um, he also says um, liver. No, oh. uh, okay. Not being able to filter, oh. not being able to filter, hold, holding in. Yeah. Um, he also says that um, there are some cancers, um, cancer in the colon oh, yeah. area, mm-hmm. uh, holding on. 
He says holding on in that okay. area. To the pit of your stomach. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, that's good enough. But, you know, on the dementia yeah, thing, my, my mother uh, developed dementia, but I, I, I think in her case, you're right. It was, you can, you can ask my mom. She's probably around. Mm-hmm. Um, but she mm-hmm. felt so guilty by not saving her children from the monster that was my father. And so she just checked yeah. out, man. She totally checked yeah. out. She couldn't deal. Yeah, and, and Eric says that's true because he goes, it is like, a, um, that is what she did. And it's a, it's a disconnect. Like, it, it's not going to deal with it. He says I don't it's, it's feel a choice it. on a, on a higher level. Yeah, 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 I oh, don't yeah. want to feel it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to feel it. So there's, he goes, think about the the not remembering. Mm-hmm. Not not being part of your daily reality. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that must be tough. But um, the dimension mom was much nicer than non dimension mom, so I really enjoyed her a lot yeah. more. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was actually nice. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to share, Eric? Before you, any other uh, words of wisdom before we. Um, move to callers? No, he just he just says guys like um, he just wants everybody to to remember that you're all human. Yeah. And and he says you know we talk about flow and all of that stuff. He goes this is all part of it. So and he just says remember I'm there to support you. So you yeah. call on me and if you don't know what to do, ask me to help point you in the right direction and be open to wherever that may be. Because I'm right there to awesome. help you out. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Eric. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, I uh, love you too, Mama. <laughs> and, and there was a time where I was wondering if you can even get through welder school. Oh my God, it's just so so rough. Yeah. But now look at you. Says, look, look at you. me now. Look oh at gosh. Me now. <laughs> oh my God. Overachiever. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm so Archangel proud of you. Eric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take somebody from the six six. Five one area code. I'm just gonna go down okay. the line here, people. All right. Hi there. How you doing? Hi, it's Christiana. Hi, Christiana. What's up? Um, I was just wondering if there's, oh, if there's anybody on the other side that would like to give me a message. I know that's kind of vague. A relative. Um, is it male? Huh? Is there a, a male? Is it a male that you wanted to speak to? Male? Um, I didn't have anyone picked out specifically. All right, well, let's, let's move on because we've got so many callers. Let, let's move on to another question then if you don't have somebody in mind. You want a well, message from Eric, for example, or...? Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. Okay. Just on, on like, kind of what step to take next in life. I kind of have an idea. Career, um, relationship, um, um, can you narrow down? Career, career. Okay. So so are you starting a new, or doing something in a new career? Because Eric says you're completing, like you're finishing off something and you're starting in a new job or new career. Yeah. Yeah, it would be uh, my own business that I'm starting, Ooh. but it's starting from okay. home, and um, yeah. Good. He, he says that your 
your um, like part of your blueprint is to do things from an individual basis, like your creation. So he says this is the right thing to do. He says nice. keep going with this. Um, this is this is a very successful, abundant pathway. And he Ooh, says this yeah, yes. the bumps in the road. He goes because you know there will always be bumps in the road. Do not let them discourage you. No. And and he says good luck because he says this is a really good choice for you. Awesome. Oh, All thank right, you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. Oh my God, that would make me so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right, we got somebody from the six four six area code. Hi there. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you for taking my call. This is Carla. Sure. Hello. Um, hi. I still haven't sold my apartment, so that's kind of bumming me out. I'm just feeling down in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, things haven't, I don't know, I just feel like You're stuck. things keep, this, yeah, yeah, things don't change yeah. in my life. And I'm just wondering, yeah. you know, if Eric has anything to say, I'm just, I'm just feeling blah. Oh, baby. Eric says to you, Carla, he goes, Carla needs compassion right now, (laughs) compassion and love. And he says, and what what he's actually asking everybody to do right now is to collectively send Carla some love and some compassion because he says that we all have the strength to be able to do that and help lift her up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, Carla, if there's anything that you can do to ground yourself, um, like – Really, something simple, just like putting Epsom salt in the bathtub uh, or in the bottom of your shower, standing outside in the grass, just to kind of ground and pull your energy down to the earth is going to help you feel a little bit better. But don't let this stagnant time tell you that nothing's happening because what what feels stagnant. What about making some small change? Like, one day go to an animal shelter and volunteer or just pet the puppies or whatever. I mean, just something out of your well, normal actually, life. He's suggesting music uh, for Carla. I music. music. I, yeah. You know what? It doesn't work sometimes. I'm just feel even music's not helping, to be honest. I do volunteer. And, you know, that's like, I feel good that I'm helping, but I don't know. It's not stimulating me. I just feel like, blah, nothing's working. Well, what do you volunteer? Sometimes animals, animal therapy can be amazing. Um, Loving on another animal. Eric's just saying, Carla, just like Eric's just saying that it's very hard when it when you're waiting, and and it Mm -hmm. it does because you just want to get going. You've got it's like this is kind of like that plug. You're waiting for the bathtub to drain so you can get on with things. Yeah, get going. And, oh, God, and so yeah. he's just saying that, um, you know, sometimes there's this thing of, like, uh, I have to do something or I just have to be. And the lesson with your soul right now is being. And and if being is feeling, like, stagnant, he goes, okay, be with that stagnancy. And know that yeah. that doesn't mean anything wrong because nothing is wrong. Everything he is divine. Yeah. He says it's, it's not. He goes, you're going to see. You're going to see that it's going to be okay, but the best thing for you to do is surrender to what it is that you're feeling rather than trying to make it into something else because nothing is off schedule. The way the mind says it should go, yeah, 
but he says right. that it's truly not. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's going to be six months soon. And you know what? I'm just finding that the only comfort or joy I get is by eating stuff that I know I shouldn't eat. It's just like, yeah. That's what I'm doing yeah. now, and like that's yeah. that's the only excitement I'm getting these days is by you know. Oh, there, there's got to be some other sweet. form of excitement. Uh, yeah, well, you you figure it out, Eric. Give her some nudges. That's in right, the Eric. Eric just, everybody, everybody, send send a little love to to Done. Carla to help Carla lift up. But he says it's not going to last forever, Carla. It's not going to last true. forever. Of course not. Yeah. All, All right, right we'll see. Thank you. You bet. All right, yeah, Christiana. We're, we're for you. Christiana, if you're listening to this on the playback, you hung up because you had your question answered and you didn't stick around to hear the rest of the stuff. And you did that last time, so I'm not mistaken. Come on, dude. Wow. I'm on the Michelle and I are on this for an hour. You can do it too. All right, so I'm gonna yeah. just mix it up and, and yeah, just check different people not going in order because sometimes the people who are at the first, they just get it every single time because they're on speed dial. So I'm going to randomly pick people from at least today and maybe from now on. Uh, so we got somebody from the 970 area code. Hi there. How you doing? I'm good. Am I on, good. on live? Yes, you are. What's your first name? Oh, my you goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm calling from Colorado. This is Terry. Hey, Terry. Um, I, got a, um, I got a breast cancer diagnosis. Um, it's very early mm-hmm. stage. It's one centimeter. And I'm okay. wondering if the alternative treatment that I'm, that I'm using will get rid of the cancer before this lumpectomy is scheduled on June 15th. Mm. That's pretty short time. What alternate therapy yeah, yeah. are you using? It's uh, fenbenzidol. Okay. I I don't know that as an alternative therapy, but I do know low-dose naltrexone is very good with anti-tumor as an alternate treatment, and it's super cheap and safe. Uh, Can you say that again, naltrexone? No, no, low-dose naltrexone. If you email me, I'll even give you a personal anecdote, not me, but... Somebody who who cured their cancer completely, and the doctors are freaking out. And um, so, anyway, it's like Elisa at AtlantisScalar.com. Email me and ask for that ant- anecdote, okay? And um, okay, but but so would LDN help her, um, Eric? Yes, um, Eric said that it would. Uh, he wants to tell you about the alternative treatment that you're talking about. It's not. There's not enough time to shrink it completely to yeah. make it go away. But what he is saying is he is saying that there will be an improvement, but he's talking about the cells around it. Like it's like um, reducing loose cells, um, like uh, the cells around it or where it might might have be spread, spreading to. It is very slow moving. Have they told you that? It's more of a slow growing um, no, they haven't. Okay. They haven't. They're just really pushing me to yeah. get in and get this lumpectomy done as quickly as possible. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm yeah. getting that even though you don't want it, I'm getting that that's probably your best bet, you know. It, I'm, Eric I'm, says that it is. Yeah. 
Eric, yeah. Eric said to go ahead and do the treatment that you're doing. Like in, in between, go ahead and do that because that does have benefit to you. But yeah. what he wants to let you know is that, like, go ahead and have the lumpectomy. You're going to be okay. It's going to be That's okay. Right. Um, he also says that there's a lot of growth in this. And, and, I mean, I don't know if you know my story, but I had breast cancer, and I had a 7 by 7 tumor in my left breast. Wow. And, yeah, and it was quite an ordeal and taught me how to use manifestation to to change it and to help shrink that tumor. And awesome. I, wasn't supposed to, I wasn't supposed to be here right now, and I am, Thanks. and I'm doing wow. well. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, so we're going to be okay. What is my, I, I know, I mean, I know in my heart since I got the diagnosis that I'm going to be okay. Yes. Um, yes. I, I want to kind of avoid radiation if I can. Um, so I'm not opposed no, to lumpectomy. Right. Yeah, Eric says, yeah. yeah. Eric says that radiation is, he didn't even show me any of that. Actually, he showed me good. like the lumpectomy clear margins and you're good. Um, the one thing to tell you, he is saying that the energetic cause of that is self-love. It is connected oh. right directly to your self-love. So yeah. any type of um, practices of self-love, which is, um, mm, Eric says, like we're talking uh, where you might be holding on to some beliefs against yourself, and and this is, subconscious beliefs where you've held responsibility that's not yours to hold or where other people have treated you in a certain way and there's like a a sense of resentment that you're holding on to but he says it's a resentment that that is not like um you're blaming other people it's hurt it's more hurt yeah inside well i think she needs to talk to a a, a me one of you guys to get a fuller picture of this really i, I truly do think yeah so. if you if you feel called to for any of that but just to tell you but you you'll be okay and boy you're ready for a whole lot of personal growth too because a lot of good stuff coming yeah awesome all right thank we'll be you so about much you. Sending prayers. thank you we'll i appreciate it you. good luck please call thank back you. please okay yeah okay. um yeah uh, well, you've been through the scary days, I know. So, um, all right, let's see. Sure oh, Lord. Got somebody from the 412 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Hi, uh, Lisa. Hi, Michelle. Um, Hi. Lori from Paso. Hi, Hi. I wanted to Jacob's say it was a great... is coming soon, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And um for you. Um, speaking of your show, I, I feel, which was a great show, Michelle, you were so, um, forthcoming and honest and, um, Mm. you know, I feel guilty that I couldn't save my son and, um, Mm. and as his one year anniversary is coming, uh, it's a two prong question. Is there a message from him or can Mm. Eric help me? What should I be doing? To help my family more, to help myself more. Because um, yeah. it's been mm-hmm. really, tough. really tough. It is really tough. It is. It it is been, tough. This has been an extremely hard year for you, Lori. It's such a hard year for your family. Yeah. I just don't see um, a way out of this, but you know. There is. I've been there. There is, baby. I know oh, you yeah. have. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, your boy is just saying to you right now, he said, Mom, I want you to think of the day that I passed as yeah. the day that I was reborn. Okay. Ooh, that might help. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, can you, can you look at it? Because this is how he wants you to know how he feels, that the amount of freedom that he feels, how good okay. he feels, because he says, Mom, when you feel guilty for not being able to save me, yeah. I'm here thinking, wow, I can't believe I'm here. He okay. says, I love you, Mom. And, and he goes, I do miss the physical, but I'm yeah. happy. I am, I'm, I'm reborn. Okay. And so that's, that's his biggest message to you because he just said, take these small words, mom, like rebirth. And so this is the last day, the the first day. Yeah. 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 Because I, you know, I, you know, talk to people who have had deceased loved ones, you know, around me, but, and they're like, we're the ones suffering. They're happy. They're yeah. home. They're in heaven. So he's he's happy. He's good. Yeah. So he is. He we, is. And yeah. now he also wants to say to you that, um, like it, he really enjoys being in nature. Like he enjoys the outdoors. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, he's saying to you that you can connect with him, in like outside, in nature okay. too. So he's asking you that when when you're feeling that overwhelm, get your shoes on, get outside. Yeah, and I have been doing that. I have been doing that. It's really good for you. Really good. I think I heard I heard something. It could be an EVP, so you might want to listen to that on the playback. I thought I heard something too. Yeah, I I heard something. Feedback, but but y'all just if you uh, listen to it, then uh, you know. Say the comment uh, section. If yeah, stand the phone for us. All right. Okay. Right, thank you, Lori. Pretty awesome thank you so much. Thank you to <laughs> Thanks, both of you. Thanks, yeah. Love you. Right, Love you. All right, 213 area code. It's your, you're up. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? This is Lisa good. from California. Hey, and I wanted to I'm, ask us. Hi, hi Michelle and, and Elisa. I wanted to ask if um, Eric can tell me which area that I'm having, if it's guilt or anger or something that is causing any of my health issues. Great question. Mm. Wow, Lisa. So the first thing that he brings forward is in communication. So is this with the relationships with family? Yes. It's strange, maybe, or something like that. Is that what you're talking about, uh, Eric? Yeah. He, um, he's or saying, not. like, it's um, what was said and what was not said. What's been uh-huh. said and what's not been said. Um, he says, what's like, not- blame. Uh-huh. Like, blame. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh-huh. says that you put on a lot of self-blame on yourself. Um, okay. Accepted. So, Who's where? Who's got the blame? Projecting blame on you. Take two to tango, man. By the way, <laughs> who is projecting blame onto me? Yeah, yeah. is there any relationship where somebody's giving you a hard time? 
Um, yeah, my whole family is big into bling, but especially my mother. Oh, gosh. Okay. Mom. What he's saying is, is he says what's holding on in your body has to do with the belief of what's been said to you, like the outcome. It's like holding on to somebody else's outcome, somebody else's blame. Belief, yeah. Um, and so he says um, how you can do that is he says, well, for one, he goes, this lifetime is about completion. Completion doesn't always mean that it's a happy ending. And, and when he says happy ending, it doesn't mean that everybody all of a sudden links arms and sings kumbaya and we're all together. Right. What yeah, it means is he says that you're okay with you despite how other people act and how other people have been towards you, that you're okay with you. And and he says, in looking at the things within yourself to say, yeah, maybe I would have done this differently. Maybe I would have said that differently, but to be okay with it. He says, yeah. write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself and, or and write a letter to these people. Write a letter to your mother that you might never send, yeah. right? I mean, that might yeah. help also. But you got to let go of this because, you know, we can't be responsible for other people's emotions. We can only be responsible no. for how, of course, you all have heard this, for how we react to their emotions. So, yeah. That's right. And, and Free and yourself. Other people, other people yourself. will make you feel or want you to feel responsible for them uh. and for their feelings. Well, those are lessons. Those are lessons. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Lovely. She does not deserve that. Oh Oh my God. I I just, to me, being a mother is my most important thing. I mean, when I stopped practicing medicine, people said, How could you do that? My whole identity is a doctor, not me. It never has been. No. It's been being a mother to my children. Watch my husband, yeah. and it's love, yeah. love, 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 and ugh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's just yeah. all right. Uh, let's see, got somebody from the um, is it already? Uh, seven, no, three six zero area code. Hi there, how you doing? Is that me? Three six. That's five, you. Wonderful. Hi. Hi. I'm thinking about relocating to Israel and I want to know Wait, Betty, what's your first name and what town are you coming from? So we can hold in. De- Deborah R. Okay. Ocean Shores, Washington. And uh-huh. I wanted mm-hmm. to know my grandfather, Moshe B advice about whether I should or shouldn't. Uh, Moshe. Moshe. Yeah. Moshe be like him, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Have you been communicating with him? Because he says he's giving you synchronicities about your adventure. No, I haven't so felt that showing... I've been in communication. Well, he's, he's around you. And, you might and have so, aware of him. You know? You, but, yeah, okay. Um, what he's saying is he's giving you signs and to look for signs as synchronicities to answer this question because he's saying yes. And um, he's calling this an adventure for you, but he says to have a little patience because it's not quite yet. 
Not quite well, right thank now. You. Mm-hmm. Well, what ducks need to get on the road for this to happen? What did you say? I'm sorry. What ducks need that you need to get in a in a row for this to happen? Do you have family there? Probably have lots of family there I've never met on both sides of my family. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of family on both sides there. I guess I would need to be healthier, and um, yeah. I was thinking a good start would be to go visit, especially the town I was looking. Can you ask them whether I should? Locate to the town I'm thinking of locating to. Or at least visiting, yeah, right. Go ahead. Definitely visiting it. Um, you might found, find a slightly different spot, not too far from that town. But um, he's not saying that it's that, like it's not like a, um, I don't like this. It's like, hmm, both of these are nice, but this one's more my preference. But you won't know until you actually get there. And there are surprises there for you because there there feels like a lot of relation there for you because he keeps calling it a grand adventure. Wow! You know, it might be a good idea. It might be a good idea for you to start communicating, finding out who, uh, who these relatives are, and start communicating with them, like an electronic mm-hmm. pen pal, and uh, get oh, to know them. Yeah, that yeah would be you're going to be getting to know you're going to be getting to know people that you didn't even know were going to be part of your experience. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, grand mm-hmm. adventure, Thank girl. You. You bet. Yeah, I will remember that. Thank you so much. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, oh, I need an adventure. <sighs> okay, but but traveling through the tangles of my own brain is adventure enough. I was just All right, say, so that's what I was gonna say about me too. I'm like, I go on a grand yeah. adventure in my head every day, Elisa. I know, <laughs> man. I know. All right, guys, we're gonna close it here for today. So until next Tuesday, I want to thank yeah. Michelle Gray at thehealingh-art.com. Welcome to my lovely Eric. I love all of you guys. Please subscribe. Hit the note when people listen to this on YouTube. And, um, yeah, just um, spread the love. Share this with people who you think could benefit by this. Okay? We're all yeah. one. All right. We certainly Thank are. You. Love you. Eric says, love you, Mom. And Eric love loves each and every more. one of you. And I do, Thanks. too. Okay. Good night, Thanks. everybody. Bye.